Grand Rising, Grand Rising, my beautiful people. Welcome to Fifty Shades of Melanin Magic with your girl Tiffany. Today's topic of discussion is spiritual awakenings. Um, most people are unaware of what a spiritual awakening is. Um, and some think that it was something that was made up uh, recently here. Um, and that is just not the case. Um, people have been experiencing spiritual awakenings for quite some time now. Some people um, call them an enlightenment. Um, but I am here today to share with you um, some information into my spiritual world. And also what triggered my awakening. My awakening really triggered. Um, well, I was, I became more aware something was happening to me. Um, the end of 2019 where um, I would hear certain things and certain things stood out to me more than others. Um, one example was I was traveling with a friend. Him and I was were on our way to um, Atlanta to, you know, have some fun or whatever. It was his uh, birthday weekend, so he wanted to go to Atlanta. And just listening to him talk... Um, it really opened my mind to a lot of things. Like I started thinking about one of the things that he said was that stood out to me. He was like, we were talking about work and he said, he was talking about how controlling they were basically. So he turned around and said, I told them MFs that I'll quit because I am money or I got money. I think he said I got money. And the part that stood out to me that resonated with me the most was I am money or I got money. I, he said I got money, but I heard and it was like a loudness to it in a sense. I am money. And that stuck in my head. And so we were driving down the highway and he said, do you trust me with your life? And I told him that I trusted him with my life and certain things within that conversation just stood out to me and I didn't know why. But I can remember before we went on the trip, um, me and him hadn't talked in months and when I graduated college uh, with my associates in psychology I posted I made a post on Instagram and he inboxed me and was like I missed you he said congratulations but he was like I missed you and I can remember I was like God why is he back and asking that question it was like asking that question 
opened up doors or opened up a portal like to the answers that to the answers the answers to the question so when we hung out you know that we had that conversation and then all of a sudden I started to try to pressure a relationship and he really wasn't didn't want to really settle down settle down and for some reason I just wanted to just you know pressure a relationship on him and every time that I would mention us being together and how you know if we're not going to be together then what's the whole point of us talking and blah blah blah. and it was like a realization came over me it was like man like if he doesn't want a relationship he just don't want a relationship like why can't you just not be friends with him but i went through tons of epiphanies with him while talking to him that it took me months and months to really understand that we were just meant to be friends and that he was there to provide me or show me a shadow part of myself. So within the episodes, you're going to hear me mention a lot about shadow work because that is a part of a spiritual awakening is that you have to see and deal with the shadow parts of yourself and it's not always fun for me it wasn't that bad I think I'm I don't mind taking accountability for my actions that's one thing about me I don't mind apologizing you know I don't I don't mind the self the self-work um because I can remember and and really talking about it and thinking about it I've been going through this shadow work and spiritual awakening way before 2019 but I really was not really aware of it until 2019 and I've been doing shadow work for a minute because I can remember when I was in my mid to late 20s and during this time I was in a relationship with my with my now ex-husband and we I can remember complaining to friends um and you know some family just depends on because I, I didn't talk to everybody about my relationship but I did share so I can remember talking to them about how my ex-husband just made me unhappy and it was you know certain things that he wouldn't do and he would do that would get underneath my skin and I just kept complaining about just being unhappy and you know I had to come to realization self-actualization that he wasn't the one that was making me unhappy I was making myself unhappy or I was already unhappy and I had to accept that and find ways to create happiness for myself. But 
then again, that still took time because I still had a lot of awakening, okay, to do. Um, and one of those things was taking the term marriage serious, which I did during those times, but I also realized that I was not happy within my marriage. You know, I dealt with my marriage because, you know, people say till death do you part, right? Like, you know, once you're married, you're married and you're not supposed to get a divorce unless, you know, there's adultery and this is that and the other. And it's just like, wait a minute now, I had to come to realization that if I was unhappy, why would I stay in something that's making me unhappy or I'm not going to, and I can't blame it on the, on the marriage per se, but if I'm not happy within the situation, then I'm going to take myself out of the situation and create happiness for myself. Now I try to do that with my husband, but we were on two totally different pages. Like, you know, he was still the, I want to go out and hang out and drink and things like that. Me, no, I was more so of a homebody trying to create that home life, but I just couldn't figure out what it was I wanted to do because I was so wrapped up into the marriage and trying to fix it out. Also being a mom, working full time, like doing the quote unquote norm, the normal, okay, the norm. And it's like, I couldn't step outside. I, I couldn't really figure out how to step outside the box. You know, I've, I don't know any close family members that are entrepreneurs. And back then, I didn't even think about being an entrepreneur. Like, I wasn't thinking about not during that time, not in my mid not my mid-20s, I didn't think about, you know, opening a business, starting a business and, you know, all of that. Like, my mind wasn't going there. It took a couple of years for me to really start thinking about it. And I really didn't even think about it. I can remember, I mean, I thought about it, but I can remember talking to a friend a couple of years before I actually decided to start a business. And we were talking about how employers treat their employees. And I can remember telling her, I was like, out of the blue, I was like, if when I open my business, I'm going to, I'm not going to treat my employees like that. Like I wouldn't want my employees to dread coming to work. And it's not that it's the employer per se, it could be upper management that could be the issue, right? So I can remember just thinking about me even saying that to her because I'm like, where did that come from? Like, when when have I ever thought about opening a business? And from there, it still took me a minute to even even pursue opening a business like because I didn't know I, I really didn't know what I was going to do so starting 2020 I start having these epiphanies and I start hearing things like you know 
quit your job, quit your job. But I'm like, why would I quit my job? Like, that's the way that I take care of my kids. That's the way that I pay my bills. Like, why would I quit my job? And going through a spiritual awakening, you start you start to hear your higher self and is kind of like, what am I hearing? But you have to listen. You have to really listen. That's where meditation comes in, okay? Because people will try to play like you crazy. But I can promise you, if you do your studies on spiritual awakening, spiritual journeys, enlightenment, things like that, you're not, okay? Anyway, so something told me to take a piece of paper and a pencil or pen and write down the pros on one side. Write down the cons on the other as far as the job goes. So there were a lot of pros, okay? And there were a lot of cons. But the main thing that stood out to me was that I was unhappy. And that there triggered me to send my resignation email. And... I can't remember if I sent it that night or the next morning, but I didn't give a two-week notice. I just quit. I told my supervisor that I was on, and I wish I still had the email, but she no longer works for the company. So they erased the email from, they erased their, the email from, I guess, their server, which erased it out of my sent box, which I was really shocked that they could do that, but companies can do a lot of things. You'll be surprised. So anyway, so I told her that I was going to do the work of God, that I had a calling on my life and that I had to explore this journey and do as I was told to do. And I still wonder to this day, how did she take that email? Because it was quite long and it was very, very, very spiritual. Uh, but I still wonder how she takes that. She took that because it was it was from the heart. OK. Anyway. So once I quit, I'm like, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm quote unquote free. What am I going to do? Okay. So I started to pack up the things that belong to them, belong to the company and cleaning and things like that or whatever, just day-to-day things. And after about a week, a week and a half, I'm like, oh. Okay, now what am I supposed to be doing? Because it started to get a little boring and it made me want to start looking for another job. But then it was like, I didn't care to work for anyone else anymore. Like I wanted to work for myself. So I started YouTubing, reading a lot and and just, you know, finding new things to do. One of those things that I started to do was candle making. And I actually fell in love with candles and making candles, but I had no idea how to promote and how to market a business, okay? I just took that leap of faith thinking, you know, and I also, you know, read and listen to people like you can start a business in such and such days and blah 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 uh lies 
Okay, that was a lie. But anyway, like I said, certain things resonated with me and I took that and I felt like I was supposed to hear it for a reason. So, hey, I took the leap of faith. Anyway, so another thing that I like to I love to do was, you know, help people with or discuss relationships. And it's more so of getting people to see things from another standpoint because we all have different perceptions of things so and as 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 a woman you know we were quote-unquote trained to believe that almost everything should go our way and if things are not going our way then you know he's not deserving of us and this is that and other and that's not really that's not totally that's not totally the case because Men have minds and hearts and just like we do. So they have their thing that they want and we have our thing that we want. And we have to learn how to come together and make sure that we're on the same page and not try to get the other person to or mold the other person into who we want them to be just to be with us. Because that's another part of shadow work too. When you want something to go your way to make you feel to make you feel comfortable, because certain things make you feel uncomfortable, then that's a part of yourself that you have that you that you have to work on. That's your that's a part of your shadow self. So you have to ask yourself, what is it? Why is this making me feel uncomfortable? And is that something that I can work on? And most of the time, if you are open to it and don't allow your ego to get in the way, you can you can bring yourself out of it. But most people are like, this is who I am. This is what I want, blah, blah, blah. And this is just how it's going to be. That's ego talking. Because we can easily go to the heart space and say, okay, well, I love this person or I love, and it's not so much of that, you you doing it for that person because you love that person, but you have to look within yourself to make sure that you are, you are, it's something that you want and it's something that you are ready to experience. And, you know, it takes a lot of work, just put it that way. It takes a lot of work with shadow because shadow work, it takes you all the way back to childhood like all the way all the way back to childhood because it it also starts it, it's it's beliefs it's like it starts with your beliefs you know what you believe so you know and what happened to you as a kid and why you believe and believe the things that you believe why you think the way that you do why you act the way that you do you know when you're doing those, 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 the, the shadow work, it can get really, 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 really deep. And so, um, I realized that I wanted to work with people when it came to relationships, but I had a lot of work to do myself and a lot of healing that I had to do, um, which, you know, it took me, there was moments that took me back to my childhood and 
really made me question my beliefs and question myself and you know what does Tiffany want not so much of what was instilled in me as a kid you know I had to retrain my thoughts and retrain and, and, and sometimes I call it reprogram but I had to reprogram myself because a lot of things that I believed was because I was taught those things as a kid you know and I'm like that's what I was taught but at the same time is that what I believe so I had to come up with my own beliefs and my own understanding uh, of what the world is and how the world operates and you know, how I wanted to live, not how others wanted me to live and not how others see me. And I had to not care. I had to stop caring about all of that because that means that I wasn't living for me. I was living for others. So going through all that, you know, I decided that I was going to get, and this was well before I got deeper to okay, my journey. But it was at the start of my awakening is where I decided to get at the beginning of 2020, around March of 2020, I decided to get my life and relationship coach um, certificate. So let's take it back a little bit because I did get my my life coach certificate in March. Um, and I didn't start making candles until around April or May of 2020. I think one of those things was I wanted to help people in life, but I had to figure out how to help myself. Right. And so, I to me, for the most part, I felt like I lived a basic life. I mean, I was a wife, went to school, I worked, took care of the kids, N- nothing outside of that. I was a shelter person. I was, was I stayed at the house. I really didn't care to deal with a lot of people and all of that. So, although I didn't care to deal with a lot of people at the time, you know, spirit, you know, at the time, at the time I was really into God, like, and not saying that I'm not now my definition, my definition or understanding, I should say, of what God is and who God is has changed because back then I thought God was man based off of what I was taught, right? Now the understanding, my understanding of who God is and what God is, is our higher self, our higher conscience. It's, it's, it's a spiritual thing to me, but I'll get off into that in another episode. So anyway, I'm like, okay, God, look here, okay? You told me if I ask questions, I shall get the answers, okay? So what is it that I'm supposed to be doing, okay? So I get the certificate in Life Coach, and then I start making candles, okay? I fell in love with making candles, and then I start making, you know, my 
um, on soaps and um, skin oils with uh, all natural uh, products. Most of the time I use a lot of, um, a lot of different, I studied a lot of different oils, you know, I wasn't into the herbs and things like that, like I'm into now, the all natural herbs that, I, that I'm into now, I'm studying into that. But um, I may, I can remember making some aloe vera soap for my kids. Um, my youngest daughter has eczema and it really worked. Um, I got the soap base from, I think the first soap base that I tried was from um, Michael's. And then I ordered some from Amazon and I got some, I ordered some from the Flaming Candle in Atlanta. And so I fell in love with making soaps. Like I will make them little bars of soap and I actually used the soap and I would send it with them when they went to their dad's house. They used it at the house as well, but I, I, I would send it with them, make sure that they all had their own little personal bars of soap. So it went from me doing that to uh, learning how to make sugar wax to wax, you know, your arms, legs, and the vaginal area. And I fell in love with doing that, but I couldn't really wax the vaginal area that well because of the simple fact I couldn't really see down there. But uh, I tried it and it worked but i still i was still on a journey of figuring out what it was that i wanted to do but i was so sure like i'm still sure that i'm a boss okay um as i'm going through the the transition and going through these things it really made me think about if I really wanted to go back and work for someone else, because I got to thinking how much control it had over my life. Like I missed out on a lot of moments to me, to me with my kids, you know, like they go to school in the mornings, I'm working eight, nine, 10 hours a day, and then I get off and they're out of school and then we homework, dinner, bathe, bed. Only time that we had together was on the weekend. And, I'll, and I'm just like, God, I, I, I know I didn't ask for these kids and to, to spend this little amount of time because you don't really see how much time your job takes away from your kids, okay? And so I'm like, I didn't have my kids for someone else to raise my kids Monday through Friday. They're mine's like, so I'm like, I, I could I, I, I really couldn't stand it. And I'm like, how do I get more time with my kids? Well, one of them was quit the job, but it's like, well, how do I support the kids? And I can remember hearing. Haven't I always taken care of you? And I'm like, 
Yeah, but that's it was it was it was kind of scary just just it was like taking that leap of faith and it's like I really didn't, y'all. I really didn't understand it, but I did it, you know, and when I quit, I had my 401k, I can remember. And I lived out that for months, okay? And then the stimulus would hit every blue moon. I think that's the year that they started the stimulus, right? I think. But anyway, so it was like, or did they start it in 2021? Look, I didn't keep up with that stuff. I didn't keep up when the, when I just knew when I got it, it went majority to bills because I had tons of them. Still have tons of them, tons of them, okay? Anyway, so um, I can remember just trying to figure out figure out what it was and learning different things. I was learning a lot of new things that I did not have time. I did not have time for when I was working, okay? When I was working a regular nine to five, I did not have time. I did not have time to sit down and think about what it was that I truly wanted to do with my life. Like I was going to school for psychology Okay, now mind you, when I first started going to college, uh, first I wanted to do hair, right? and then I wanted to be a teacher, and I think I tried something else. But for some reason, psychology stuck with me, okay? I love the mind, okay? I have always wanted to know why do people think and act the way that they do, okay? That was my thing. But... My question was, did I truly have a passion for it? Like, did I really, truly care? Like, you know, so I would start and then I'll stop. And then I'll start and then I'll stop. And then I'll start and then I'll stop. And I had a lot of questions as far as like, why Why was I taking some of the classes that I was taking that had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with psychology? But in one of those classes was oceanography. And when I question, question that, I'm like, why am I taking oceanography? It has nothing to do with the mind, but it has a lot to do. And I didn't find this out until years after taking it. And I'm not going to say I didn't find it out, but it wasn't, I, I wasn't aware. It wasn't about my awareness that oceanography had a lot to do with science and I actually love science and it's so crazy because it's like when was I a science lover I loved it when I was in school don't get me wrong but the depth of it getting into the depth of science that's something that I like to do now as I get older you know because I'm like first and foremost how did we get here from a scientific from a scientific standpoint, scientific standpoint, how did we get here? Not from a biblical standpoint, from a science standpoint, how did we get here? Okay. And so I love getting off into science, you know, the different branches, the biology, physiology, like 
I just, I, I, you know, I just love it. Chemistry. Like I, I love it. And it's like, when did I become a lover of it? I didn't become a lover of it until I actually started to study it. And for me, studying it, studying it mean, meaning getting my own understanding of it. Not what I was taught back in school. Not how they say we got here because let people tell it how we got here. It always goes back to the biblical terms of how we got here. But we don't take it back. A lot of people I notice don't take it back to science, biology, like chemistry, physiology. Like we don't look into that. We go right back to the Bible. We that's that's what we take. Okay. So I started studying off into that. And it was like epiphany after epiphany after epiphany. Like, okay. It was like epiphany after epiphany after epiphany. Like, okay, this is why I love the mind. But mind you, when I first started studying off into getting off into psychology, I knew I liked psychology. I knew I loved psychology, but I didn't understand why. So I would start school, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. It took me literally, okay, nine years, nine years to get a two-year degree. And that's only because I was not 100% sure that was something that I wanted to do because I had been to school. And I had to, I had to understand why. I have to understand why. I have to understand why I want to do something. And how is it going to benefit me? And how is it going to help me, not just other people? Like, and it's and it can't just be about money. I have to love what I do and understand why I'm doing it, and you know, make sure that I'm going to be in it for the long haul. Because what's the point of getting off into something, starting it, and then you find out that you hate it? Like. Then you're looking for something else and something else and something else. But over time, with understanding why I wanted to get off into into psychology, I learned a lot of other different things. So, you know, it it, it got to a point where I was just like, okay, well, you know, some days when I don't feel like studying the mind, which I will always feel like that's something I'm always going to be into, but maybe if I wanted to take a break from that, what else can I do? So then I learned to make the candles and the the soaps. And I'm still still learning different things, still wanting to learn how to do different things. Whereas when I get bored with one thing, I because that's just how we operate. Like that's that's us. We get bored with something, we want to do something else. We just have to figure out what that something else is. Same way we, I feel like with relationships, when we get bored with a relationship, we try to find ways to, you know, put add that spark back to it, you know, but our mindsets as to different individuals are different. So our visions are different of how we want our relationships. And it's like, sometimes that's where, especially with monogamous relationships, that's when the, 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 the cheating comes into play. Um, because, you know, someone gets bored with the relationship and instead of letting the relationship go, 
they hold on to it, but at the same time, they know that they're not really in it, so they go out and they do their thing, okay? But anyway, so it's like with work, you know, I'm like, I get bored doing the same thing every day, so I need to find different things to do, and so I I learned, you know, during that time, you know, how to make candles, I'm still, and I started doing, uh, I've been on my own fingernails, uh, doing my own fingernails, just not like I do them now, but I can remember when I was about 12, I was about 11 or 12, and I love to put on pressed fingernails, like, that was my thing, and so my, uh, one day I was putting on some fingernails, okay, and I guess I had, I was holding it too tight, I don't know, but anyway, I put the glue on there, and the nail popped out of, like, popped from in between my fingers, and the glue, like, flew up off the nail, I guess you could say, and it got in my eye, so I hurry up and ran to the restroom, and ran some cold water in it, and I about damn near blew my eye shut, okay? I went in to tell my parents, and my dad was the type of person that when he was, when he feared, when he had, like, a sense of fear, his emotions kind of went everywhere. So he was like, what the hell are you doing? And you are never used, you know, never do fingernails again. And like, he, he just freaked out. Okay. He didn't know how to control his emotions when he freaked out. He just freaked out. So anyway, they took me to the emergency room and the guy and the doctor was like, okay, well, you know, luckily, you know, you went and ran cold water in it because that that's what you were supposed to do. So you wouldn't glue your eyelid shut because you'll be surprised on how many people actually come in here with their eyelid glued shut. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is not the first time this has ever happened. But anyway, gave me some eye drops and that was that. But I couldn't do fingernails anymore, not uh, up in my dad because he was like, no, ma'am. But I have always been off into fingernails. So um, I've, over time, and I, and I, and I had just, I just realized that like, I would do my fingernails every now and then. I would do my natural fingernails. And, you know, I've tried dip powders throughout the years. But me really getting off into fingernails, I just really started getting off into learning how to do my own fingernails. Fingernails, um, the end of 2020. But I was not consistent with it. I would do them every now and then. But when I wanted to get, you know, because I, I had quit my job, so I had to find ways of, you know, the things that I, that I would normally do, like to pamper myself, I had to learn how to do them myself. And that was one of the things was doing my fingernails because I was big on spending money on them. Like, you know, they went from $25 six to a hundred and some dollars um, because I started coming to, um, I started going to Atlanta to get my fingernails done and they were quite pricey 
because of the thing, you know, the, the design and the artwork that I liked, you know, to get on them, they were quite pricey. So, and I didn't mind spending the money because I had it, right? So I didn't mind spending the money. But what I did come to a realization of, if I can spend $100 on getting them done, then I can spend a little less than that, buy some, buy some of the supplies and learn how to do them myself. And so, you know, still learning. I'm still learning, you know, how to design them and still really apply the acrylic and um, the sanitation of it, although it's just me. I do my fingernails. Sometimes I do my daughter's foot. I haven't really gotten off into doing any anyone else's fingernails yet, fingernails yet because I don't have my license. So I don't want to start that and do none of that on the table, none of that, because I ain't got time. People get off in their feelings, and then they won't tell, and I already see it, okay? I see it, so I'm not even going to try it. Um, but, you know, I may start selling press-ons. Once I get off into really learning how to design the thing, and I'm still working on how, learning how to have that creative eye for the, the thing, for the nails. So anyway, I learned how to do that. Still learning so much more other things that I want, so many other things that I want to learn how to do. And I feel like that's where the income comes in, you know, learning how to do and becoming that boss and learning how to do things for you that you love to do. And then you monetize, you, you, monetize, you, you monetize off of that, like you make your money. So... I've, I've seen different ways of being a boss, becoming a boss, but it's the time that you have to take. You have to put time and energy into those things. And on top of that, okay, okay, and I'm telling you, the, the end of 2020, I decided to also homeschool, okay, my kids. And it was like, I was spiritually spiritually led to do it. Had no idea, okay, on what I was doing. Okay. I just know that we I ended up losing my place because I didn't bring in the income like I thought I was gonna bring in from my candle business. So I had to end up giving up my place and move. I was in a hotel, in hotels at first, and then I ended up moving in with my kids' mom, his family, okay? Um, they were doing virtual school, and I asked for him to get them for me until I found a job and in, in another place to stay, right? So it was like they had started getting behind in their schoolwork and I had to catch them up. So I went over there to live. So that took time out of, that was another sign like, okay, Tiff, like you're not meant to work at this time. You have to work with your kids because at the time they were virtual. Okay. They were virtual. And so I had, I felt like in order for my kids to pay attention and make sure that they're getting what they needed to get done, I needed to be there for them and any questions that they had when they didn't have access to their teachers. And 
I, I would be there. Although I feel like they had access to their teachers, but it was a process of all that extra stuff that they had the kids do. I just feel like it was just too much for my kids, too much on the brain. Okay. So I wanted to be full access for my kids. So I was there. And during that time, you know, that was a ride. Okay. Being there and then him being there and we had already divorced and, you know, it was, it was, it was somewhat of a, a, a little toxic situation, but I was there for the girls. So anyway, so I ended up having to move from there and we were actually asked to leave. Okay. Because he wanted to continue to come in and argue and things like that. And his mom just kind of got a little overwhelmed with that. So she asked me and the kids to leave. So we we left and we went and stayed with uh, a, a friend and she introduced me to homeschool and told me the backgrounds as far as like the you know how she does the curriculum and how she was you know would be more than happy to be their teacher and blah blah i'm just like i don't really know about that i'm really not really for sure about that i have to think about that because that's a leap like that's that was really a leap, right? So they started having issues with their Chromebooks and I didn't have a car and I just didn't really have the finances to keep going back and forth to the schools to try to exchange the equipment. And it was just so many signs, just so many signs that was just like, this is something that I I was supposed to be doing. So I went ahead and sent in the paperwork during Christmas break and then after Christmas break, so, you know, they finally finalized their paperwork to be homeschooled. And during this time, I was, I guess you could say, in a relationship. I had taken a step back from being in a relationship, in relationships, and just really focused on myself during this time, Okay. So I'm thinking that the person that I'm talking to at this point was, you know, heaven sent, God sent. So I'm just like, okay, like this is, you know, this could be the one. And, you know, so, you know, he got a lot of my attention, whereas my, I call her roommate, but um, it was her place. But she was the teacher to the kids. And although she didn't have a lot of curriculum together for the kids, um, you know, she did her absolute best. My way of teaching was totally different from her way of teaching because I was more so on the mindset everyday life, okay? The attitudes, the, you know, how, how to deal with yourself. That was my way of teaching. Her way of teaching sometimes was, you know, she took it back to the school books. Me, I'm, I'm going to take it back to the quote-unquote streets. I'm as far as like how to handle yourself because I'm all about self-actualization, accountability, healing, you know, the attitudes, especially because we had tons of girls. I had, I have three, she had two. So it was like dealing with the attitudes was we, we got to deal with that because no one wants to deal with anyone with a nasty attitude. Okay. Like 
we can't deal, we can't do that, okay? So, and then having conversations with them, letting them know that they were com- they could be comfortable enough to co- talk to us without judgment, because we noticed over time that we couldn't go to our parents for a lot of things because of the simple fact, the way that society was, is that you know you do what your parents say, and if you talk a certain way or be a certain way, you're being disrespectful. And that's not the way that we looked at it. You know, we're like, we're going to let our kids express themselves to a certain extent because my kids are not disrespectful in any way. But, and if I feel like they've been disrespectful, then I do know how to politely put them in place. Okay. But letting them come to us and talk to us about their, and that's a part of shadow work, okay? Because you look at it as, okay, I got, now you have your own kids, okay? Are you going to treat your kids the same way that your parents treat, treat, treated you? And not saying that your parents treat you badly or poorly, you know, n- not for everyone, had not everyone had that experience, but it's like, okay, well, looking at it, me, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I know for me, I couldn't talk to my mom about certain things because she just was not having it. But am I going to, how did that make me feel? And am I going to do that to my kids? Like, no, if my kids want to come and talk to me and have questions, then guess what? I'm going to sit down and be that listening ear and answer the questions to the best of my ability. And I'm going to be very 100 with them and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything and lie to them because I feel like that's what's wrong with the world today. Is full of lies. So I'm very honest with my kids. And that was a part of the shadow work that I had to do for myself. Looking back into my childhood, how it made me feel. Do I want my kids to feel the way that I felt? So anyway, so we have, we sat down and had the conversation with our kids. So it was more of a healing thing for us. And so they were in class, okay, life lessons, Every day. We talk to our kids every day. Okay. So um, the relationship that I was in with the guy kind of interfered with that relationship that I had with her because Phyllis started to get involved and it was just a lot. So then she asked me to leave. Okay. So I went to be I went to and stay with him for a little while and so it's just like being on this on this journey it I've I had to get out of my comfort zone because honestly if it was probably left up to me and not in, and not going into the spiritual aspect of, aspect of things I would have still been in my two-bedroom apartment working for one of the biggest insurance companies uh, in Tennessee and just being that sheltered person. But I wanted something different and I prayed for something different and I asked for something different and though the, the, and I got different experiences. Okay. So being there with him and learning him and, you know, being there for a minute. And then I went from there to my sister house Stayed there a little while and then transitioned over and to Georgia. And I'm still, right now, I'm still in between um, Tennessee and Georgia. 
but I'm in my own space. Um, and so, you know, it took the experiences that I've been through, the things that I've been through to really open up my eyes even more to why I first of all love the study of the mind because everybody got different perceptions of things. The things that I've been through was because everybody had their own perception of who I was and what I was doing. And I'm just like, no, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm called to do. And that was one of the, and, and that one of the things is have big faith. Okay. And all the people that say, oh, I want to be there for you. No matter what you go through, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. You'll realize that mostly none of them will be there. Okay. You start to awaken to the truth. And that's what happened. I started to really just awaken to the truth throughout all of this. And it's like, Oh, I understand. Most people don't understand. Most people, like, I know people, I know you've heard when God has a calling on your life, you can't take everyone with you because not everyone will understand your vision. You're the only one that will understand your vision, and it's only for you to understand, okay? That's, that's, that's me. And no matter how much I tried to explain it, you know, I, a lot people just didn't understand. I, throughout this whole journey so far, I've probably had maybe three, no, maybe four, two women and two men understand, basically understand what I'm going through. And the journey is lonely, but at the same time, being as spiritual as I am, I know I'm not alone, and that's what keeps me going. Um, and I physically, it can get lonely, but that's where you, that's, it's okay, because at that time, that's why you, it's best to be alone during your journey, because you get to preserve, you get to save your energy just for yourself. Because going through this, it takes a lot of energy, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and you need all of that energy for yourself. You know, during the time that I was in a relationship, I thought that I wanted a relationship. That was a lesson learned. And not saying that I wasn't supposed to be in that relationship because I felt like during that time I was supposed to be in that relationship because it was a different type of relationship. It was a poly relationship, but we'll get off to that in another episode. I learned a different way of living. So I was supposed to be in it for that time. And then, boom, when it was time to let it go, it was time to let it go. Because I had learned my lessons. I was supposed to anyway. I did. Okay. So just being on this journey, you know, I've learned so much. And so to be able to say now I can help people in life, with life, 
You know, you want to do something, why not try it? Why not do it? What's keeping you from trying it? Fear. Why are you scared? What have you? What are you scared of? Because most of the things that you're scared of, you're, you're, you create in your mind or based off of what somebody else done told you, but that don't mean that your experience is going to be like theirs. So it's like stepping out of the mind. Like you have to not let the mind control you. You have to control it, okay? Because your mind, you know, it's the ego. The ego wants to protect you, keep you in protective mode. But sometimes you have to let ego, let, tell ego, okay, look, I'm going to try it. You know, I can't be scared. And whatever happens, happens. Learn from the outcome. Okay. So that's basically what it is. So, yeah. So going through, you know, my spiritual journey, um, I, I love it. And some days I'm just like, why? But then you can't turn back. When I tell you once your eyes are open, you cannot. When I tell you, you cannot turn back. It's like they always say that veil has been lifted. And once it has been lifted, there's no way to break it back down. Like it's, it's your eyes are wide open. So, you know, There's so much that I could talk about. And so there's going to be different episodes where I'm going to hit on different things. And, you know, anyone that's interested in learning what a spiritual awakening is, you know, just tune in. You'll, you'll know. You'll, you'll get a full understanding, hopefully, of what it's like to really step out there on faith. And really think outside the box and do things different. And when you do things different than what people are used to or what people are trained to believe, okay, you are going to be judged. And that's the whole thing about being a part of religion is that he would say, oh, thou shalt not judge, but people judge, okay? That's the reason why I don't associate myself with religion. I say spirituality because I know good and well no one can afford to be judged. No one can judge anyone because we all have our own thing going on in life. And it all may be different, but it's still something going on in your life where God, quote unquote, God does not approve of it, as most people will say. But as long as you approve of it and you're learning your lessons from it, you will be okay. Only thing about it is that the outside world, okay, the outside people around you may judge you. You can't worry about that. You got to do what you got to do for you. Okay. So anyway, until next time, I hope you guys enjoy this little, I guess you could say mini episode. I shall return at a later date. Have a good one. Bye.